Okay, welcome into another episode of Negative War, Positive Vibes. CJ Nikowski and Ryan Spielborgs uh, here late on a Sunday night getting ready, getting you ready for uh, your week here. And as we get down to the nitty-gritty, a couple of weeks to go now in Major League Baseball and that playoff picture starting to take shape a little bit. But, Spilly, let's start with the Shohei Otani news. We had a chance, Jenny and I did on Friday, uh, to talk to Phil Nevin, the manager of the Los Angeles Angels. And I asked him, it was almost like, hey, I know i got to ask you at least once, tell us what's going on here with Shohei Otani. And at the time, he said, well, he's going to come in today. We're going to see where he's at and see whether or not he potentially could be in the lineup. Uh, that was on Friday afternoon. We come to find out Friday night, uh, Shohei Otani's oblique is not getting any better. Uh, he is done for the year. And then speculation ran wild over Shohei Otani and everything that was going on because he apparently he emptied his locker. And then there were some rumors that he had already gone back to Japan, which seems like a near impossibility uh, for the time frame that we were talking about. Uh, but a couple of things here we want to get into regarding uh, Shohei Otani and his season. But first, the part about uh, him getting shut down, I think we we're both a little bit surprised that he was still even trying to go and hit. It was obvious that the UCL wasn't a problem. He could still hit. It was pretty impressive to see. But, yeah, I know you were asking quite a bit, like, why? Why is he doing this? And now he is officially shut down for the rest of the year. He hadn't played in the game for a while. I think it was, what, 10 or 11 days? And you start to get to that point when you want to put somebody on the IL. Like, you know, only retro so far. And eventually they realize he's not going to be able to make it back. So Shohei Otani uh, shut down and not in Japan, like some people thought. Ah! Yeah, there's uh, there's all kinds of viral videos of people like sending photos of like, here's Shohei Otani, and it it would be like a woman at McDonald's. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like they they had a video of of Otani's in Japan, and it was from like five years ago, walking through the airport. So uh-huh. I mean, you you can't believe everything that you see on Twitter. Twitter's turned into or X has turned into an interesting place. Uh, not always for the good, more for the bad. But I do like that there are some fact checking in there. Uh, as well. Okay. So the angel season, I didn't think it could get any stranger, but it it just has, Mm -hmm. it's been a weird. And and honestly for the angels, I mean, it's like going back for, for the last couple of years. I mean, remember we had the, um, you know, the, the drug scandal with, with one of their PR and and the loss of, of, uh, of a life (laughs) From the Angels, Skaggs, I mean, yeah, it's just brutal. Yeah, like Skaggs passing away. Yeah, um, I mean, there's just so many bad things that have been around the Angels year after year after year, and this season, you know, when I was looking at the year, and and everybody's been hopeful for the Angels to you know turn it around and and turn into a postseason team, but you know when things didn't start turning around, we knew Otani was going to be a free agent. Uh, you get to this trade deadline. Um, you know, like everybody's screaming, trade him, trade him. They don't. They make trades. Turns out that the trades were were horrible ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, you have the Anthony Rendon situation where, you know, this guy's just like, man, he's he's an enigma. He's not he's not good with with media. Him and Sam Blum, um, Jeff Fletcher. I mean, like, it's just bad. And then you find out Rendon over this course of the week. You know, he's had multiple second opinions and then he finds out he he has a fracture, apparently. So he's like, see, I told you I was hurt. I had a fracture. Mm. And you're like, what is going on? What is going on here? And and I think there's going to be wholesale changes, CJ. I really do. Um, this year, I mean, the, the amount of flaws, as I mentioned, that have gone back for years with the Angels, I, I think they're, they've they've reached the point where, you know, like it's it's alarming. 
Uh, like I'd be surprised if there's if there's somebody in the commissioner's office that doesn't say something to him. Like what? Like this is too much. And in the case of Otani, so this weekend, you know, you find out that Friday night he's supposed to be in the you know like they they've had him in the lineup multiple times and he gets scratched. He goes and gets the oblique looked at. Find out that he's done for the year. He clears out his locker. So now, uh, you know, PR is like, what in the world? You know, like the press is wondering, like, where's Otani? Is he like they saw some stuff, but his his locker's cleared out. He's not there to talk. They then the Angels say, like, hold on, we're not going to say anything until we get the information. And so the next day, you find out. Uh, well, you know, Perry alludes that okay, so Otani's done for the year. Uh, he's going to start his treatment. We're not quite sure if he's getting his UCL brace surgery i mean cj mm. like what the <laughs> heck is going on here yeah what is going on that's a good question and i don't think anybody really knows the answer they also just clinched their eighth straight losing season um i can't put all of this and, and quite honestly i don't put a bulk of it on perry Benazzi and their uh general manager i mean you know he inherited a bad contract say with some of the drama surrounding anthony rendon i, I can't even if i am Marty moreno i can't put that on him Right, that it wasn't his deal, and that's been that's become a problem. It has become a little bit of a sideshow, right? Whatever it is that's going on um, with him, I liked what they did this past year. They just didn't get the results. Tyler Anderson, as an example, Reed Detmers, uh, Patrick Sandoval, guys that I thought would be better this year and give this team a a legitimate chance to to contend. None of that happened uh, for uh, the Angels this year, and so you know there probably will be some changes i i hope it's not at the very top for a guy uh like perry just because i think uh, he's still early in his career and i like how aggressive he is i mean listen they've had some success with what they've done here with the draft in zach netto and nolan shenowell and guys that they have moved along really quickly uh, same thing with a handful of pitchers as well they just had a couple of things not go their way uh, as far as an otani trade goes we you know last year sounds like that got squashed by the owner right so there's no way that that's something that can be put again on your general manager um, so there's a lot there uh, that has gone on. Um, but the big news now is that whether or not we're going to see Shohei Otani ever again in an Angels uniform. He is with the no team. Way. You know, that's the, I say that we, he is technically in uniform. Uh, but beyond this year, doesn't feel like it's going to be um, the case. There's another kind of side story to this as well. And I've heard a lot of from Ranger fans and they're wondering, OK, well, Shohei Otani now hasn't played here down the stretch and some weirdness kind of adding to this thing. Like, I still don't know why he emptied his locker unless he was frustrated that he was realized he couldn't play the rest of the year. That, that part, maybe we'll get a full answer to that. I, that to me was some unnecessary drama that came along with this. Yes. Um, and I don't know why we didn't get an answer. Why, but here, here's the thing I, you know, now now the part of this kind of thing, as far as this whole story and where we're headed is the MVP. I think you and I are in pretty solid agreement that Shohei Otani is still going to win the MVP. Ranger fans have been kind of knocking on the door here a little bit and wondering about, Corey Seager. Corey Seager's having a monster season. Uh, ran some numbers earlier today when he was hitting 340 with an on-base over 400 and an OPS of 1060 coming into Sunday. Uh, all really impressive. But unfortunately for Corey Seager, he's also missed time. He will not even play in as many games as Shohei Otani did. He's going to be short by a pretty significant margin. Assuming he plays the rest he's of the He's at 105, 105 games. He played 105 yeah. games as of this moment compared to Otani's 135. Yep, he'll be about 16 short probably if he plays every game the rest of the way. He'll be about 60 plate appearances short if he plays the rest of the way. 
um, thinking about the home runs. To qualify? The, no, no, he's going to qualify. I'm talking about short of Otani. Like, that's how many games less. That's how many plate appearances less than Shohei Otani he'll have, assuming he plays every day and kind of stays on the same pace that he had been on his previous 15 games going into um, today. Just about 16 at-bats and about six homers. Um, he's going to be short. Uh, even in those numbers, even if he plays every day the rest of the way. I, I Listen, I, I would love to see Corey Seager win an MVP. I wish, and he's already won one, obviously, but I'd also like to see Corey Seager, what it would have looked like if he was healthy all year long, right? That's the other part of it here with um, Seager, is that had he been healthy um, all year long, uh, then that would be um, that would be pretty amazing. By the way, I say MVP, won MVP in the postseason twice, NLCS, World Series. So not the regular season MVP. Of course, he was a rookie of the year. But he's got some accolades to him, Spilly. But I, unfortunately, because he missed time, uh, I, 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 you know, I just don't think he's winning the MVP. No, I don't either. I, I, and I, and I think it's almost comical to try to say like Seager is, is going to win the MVP now. But I will point out here's the baseball argument against Otani. So clearly, Otani's a ten win player. <laughs> like he is above and beyond everybody mm-hmm. else in the American League. It, it really isn't close. And you know, Seager should get MVP votes. Uh, Yanni Diaz should get MVP votes. You know, you can even make a case for Felix Batista with Baltimore should get uh, an MVP vote here or there as well. Uh, but Otani's going to get be a unanimous MVP. Um, the numbers, the stats, I mean, it's across the board. More, uh, more everything. But but here's here's the baseball. Here's like the clubhouse. Here's the here's the angry guy um, that's going to scream that that Otani quit on his team and. By him clearing out his locker, and to your point, like we don't have all the particulars, and I understand that. Uh, is he going back to Japan to get, you know, treatment? Is he going to get surgery? This happens. This does happen, and it, and you know, when a, when a player is going to get a surgery to finish the season, especially if if they're a free agent or even if they're if they're not, they almost always. They clear out the they clear out the locker mm-hmm. if especially if that guy's not going to be there, or at least you, you don't know. And then they're they're done. Like their their locker does get cleaned out. That's yeah. that is that that happens. So it's not like Otani's doing something or Otani's locker being cleaned out is has never happened before to a player that has been hurt that is going out for surgery. Now, if he had a multi-year contract or if he was already going to be there um, for multiple years his locker would have stayed clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been the same, but since it's not, since he got cleared out, I mean, this is kind of par for the course for players that have injuries when the season is over. Now, if it ends up being that he's not having surgery until after the season and he no longer wants to be a part of the team and he cleared it out because uh, this is what people like to do. They fill in the blanks. He's really upset with the angels. What, however you want to think about it. And he's quitting on the team, mm-hmm. quitting on cheering for his teammates, quitting on being accountable to his teammates, being there, holding them. They've cheered for him. You can cheer for them. You know, the, the fact that your treatment or you're going to have surgery, UCL surgery and and uh, heal your oblique, like you could still cheer for your teammates. They've been there for you the whole time. So now you can make the argument. How can this guy be an MVP of the league? when he quit on him, mm-hmm. when he took his stuff and hmm. just left him. Yeah. So you can make that argument, although that's a straw man argument, and you're really kind of imparting what you what you believe has happened, which you mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't think that he has quit on his teammates. Uh, but that would be the argument against Otani 
winning the MVP is that people believe he quit on his team and he just picked up his stuff and he <laughs> took his ball and he went home. So in that case, how can you be the most valuable player to your team when you quit on him? Yeah. Yep. And that to me, that doesn't hold water. Um, and I'm with you. It's, I mean, it all sounds like silliness to me and uh, let's hope that uh, nobody would vote that way, at least with that in their in mind. The other part of this too, is you go back to what we saw with, Vladimir or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. a couple of years ago and the monster season he had. If you remember, Spilly, 161 games, uh, 48 home runs for him, an OPS plus of 167. His team won 91 games. He did not get a single first place vote for American League MVP. Shohei Otani is having nearly the identical pitching season he had that same year, and he's having a better offensive season. Right now, I get it. It got cut short a little bit. But Vladdy did not get one single MVP vote in that. Not one. And he had a huge year. 48 homers. And he played 161 games. I, I don't. I cannot imagine a scenario. Like you said, unless you're going to get some people with some crazy thoughts because he's finishing the year hurt. Um, if Vladdy was completely shut out, nobody's getting first place votes over Shohei Otani. He had a great year. Once again, he missed time. I get it. He's a qualifier. He put up monster numbers and you mentioned the overall war number. Uh, nobody else is uh, even close. So of course I'd love to see it in Texas. It has been really fun to watch Corey Seager all year long. It's unfortunate that he missed a couple, a uh, couple of stints going on the IL. It's, it's really been incredible. His season is something else and a pretty good chance of a second year in a row setting a career high single season high of home runs. And he's such a unique hitter in what he does and how aggressive he is and how good he is outside of the zone on all pitches. Uh, it, it is really something else. But anyway, I think we both kind of feel um, the same way regarding Shohei Otani, MVP, uh, the unfortunate news that he's going to miss uh, the rest of the year. And uh, I can't imagine there is uh, much else to this. Uh, hopefully not. Less drama would be nice for uh, the Los Angeles Angels. By the way, a little bit of sad news. You did mention everything is kind of what's going on there. I don't know if you saw this or not, or even if you're familiar with Dennis. Uh, D'Agostino, but he was a longtime uh, New York Mets uh, PR guy, New York Knicks. He made his way out to L.A. Uh, he would be one of the stats guys in the visiting TV booth. Uh, passed away yesterday. So really, really sad oh, news. No. Yeah, I just saw Dennis last time we were there. He was so pleasant um, to be around. Just a really fun, warm guy. Uh, we are headed, I say we, mean the uh, Rangers' last road trip of the year, back to Los Angeles, and it's going to be really sad that Dennis is not going um, to be there. So a little bit of sad news there. Um, and for the Mets family and for the uh, New York um New York Knicks family. Uh, he worked Dodger games. He worked at the Staples Center. He worked at Angel Stadium and uh, just a, just a really, really uh, pleasant man. And I'm going to miss seeing him and just really uh, sending um, some prayers to his family. Let them know that we're thinking about him. Uh, one of the good guys in the game uh, for sure uh, had died suddenly unexpectedly uh, last night, a day ago. So last night we found this out. Um, all right, let's shift gears here a little bit. Never an easy thing to do, but let's get focused on, uh, what's going on on the field and, uh, what a series. And you got to see uh, one of those games mm. firsthand between the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays took the first two games, uh, lost the game on Saturday and with a win on Sunday, could have been tied for first place with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they were winning, and we know the bullpen has been on an unbelievable run lately, and they were winning late and looking like they were going to pull it off again and we we're going to wake up Monday morning with a tie at the top of the American League East. However, that Tampa Bay Rays bullpen let them down a little bit. They let up a run 
in the eighth, another one in the ninth, another one in the tenth, and another one in the eleventh. Four straight innings into extra innings uh, as the Tampa Bay Rays unfortunately racked up uh, a couple of blown saves in this one. Uh, they could not hold on. What a win it was for the Orioles. Now, they had already clinched a spot during this game. They clinched a spot to the postseason once the Rangers lost. And so no matter what, it looked like they were about to lose, but still clinch a spot in the postseason. Instead, they have this incredible uh, walk-off win, and now the Tampa Bay Rays are two games back. Uh, that could end up being a really big deal. The Orioles now have the tiebreaker um, as well on the head-to-head. But still, you got to see the game on Friday, as you were calling it, for Apple+. Plus. Uh, what a great mm. series it was. And uh, curious your takeaway after seeing these two teams firsthand. Well, I, I hope they get a chance to match up again. Uh, it's it's a huge. Uh, first off, both teams are fantastic. Baltimore and Tampa. I mean, they. I've 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 covered Tampa, Tampa Bay, <laughs> which as an aside, as an aside, CJ, we're we're doing this Apple TV Plus game, and uh, we're crushing it. It was a good game. Uh, kind of a dud of a game to if if we're being completely honest, but we're like we're not messing up. We're 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 whatever. I got like five or six mean tweets. It's Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, not Tampa. And uh, I wanted to respond. I was like, where do you fly? Like if if I wanted to fly into St. Pete, what's the uh-huh. name of the airport that I that I go to? It's it's Tampa. Um, so Tampa, whatever. Pete, I mean, yeah. like people. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, so anyways, I got, I got yelled up from a, from a couple, you know, um, older fans. Yeah. It's fine. Tampa uh, international airport. Yeah. I mean, but it's Tampa Bay. That's where the team is. It's in Tampa Bay, but they're actually it's not Tampa. in the Bay. Yeah. They're in St. Pete, but St. Pete's okay. Yeah. But they're but in yeah, Tampa Bay. That, that, anyways, <laughs> I that's, love it. That's totally. what I got. That's what I got yelled at. So anyways, yeah. whatever. Um, I love both teams. CJ, like Tampa Bay is easy, easy, easy to root for Mm. their players, their coaching staff, how they love on each other. Like they are easy to root for. Yeah. So easy. And, and on the other side, Baltimore and what they've gone through and seeing guys like Anthony Santander and and Cedric Mullins that have gone through, you know, the lean years and Austin Hayes and, and knowing, you know, like, we don't always love the process of it because it usually involves losing a, a a lot of games to get the first overall pick. And thank God that has changed because Adley Rutschman would not be a Baltimore Oriole under today's rules. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. you cannot tank to get Adley. Adley has changed their franchise. They have, they have done a lot of things really well. They love on their team. So I was so excited for them to clinch. But on Friday, after losing three in a row, they lost to St. Louis. Um, they they lost two to St. Louis. They lose on Thursday, uh, kind of a, a nail biter, and then they 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 lose on Friday, and a four game series against your division. And Baltimore had to win one game to get the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. You could sense it was tight. Like you could sense, like I get it. They're they're young players. You know, you're kind of like too dumb to know the circumstance it felt tight mm. it felt really, really really tight so yesterday's game uh for them to just blow out tampa bay mm-hmm. really kind of freed them <laughs> up and, and so um you know like but for both teams because they both clinched the spot tampa bay mm-hmm. uh clinched the spot by uh with texas's loss today uh-huh. um so they're they're officially in 
Baltimore is officially in the division is still up in the air, but most likely with, with the victory today for Baltimore, um, they're going to win the division. It's, it's great. It's not Boston. It's not the Yankees. The Yankees are not going to make this crazy run. They're not getting <laughs> to the postseason. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's, it's kind of neat to see how these teams have been able to do it. And uh, like I said, if, if you've, if you've never been around either one of these teams and you got to meet them, this would be a team that you would find yourself like really happy with the players that are playing there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree with you watching them. Um, and you mentioned now it's a two game lead and because of the tiebreaker, it's actually a three game lead is kind of how I think you have to look at it. Um, but there's been also some cool side stories here. We were talking about Heston Kerstad uh, getting his opportunity. Sure enough, he did have to pinch hit in a really tight one run game for his first ever big league at bat, which is wild. Uh, he struck out, but he did get an opportunity uh, next game and he ended up hitting a home run, uh, which hot. was really cool. Yeah, which was really cool to see. And then I don't know if you saw this story on Tristan uh, Gray with yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays. Also kind of really cool because Taylor Walls had to go on the paternity list. So, Gray, I'm, I'm going back and I'm looking at his kind of career path and a guy that was taken in the 13th round um, and just didn't look like he was making his way. Like at one point he ended up in independent ball, uh, wasn't happening for him. Uh, and, and listen, obviously it's a, a brutal situation as far as what even led to Taylor Wall getting more opportunity um, to play short, of course, with yep. Wander Franco and everything that's happened um, there. That part is brutal, but Taylor Walls steps in. He's the guy. Well, now he's got to go on the paternity list. And a 27-year-old, I don't want to say he was a journeyman, but again, he was a late-round draft pick, 13th round back in 17, coming out of Rice University, um, didn't look like he was going to the big leagues, ended up in uh, independent ball at one point uh, in his career in 2020, and uh, gets the call and hits a home run today. I mean, how cool was that? So I'm not sure if you saw him talking to media about the call. I did not. If you if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. Uh, and I I am warning you, bring some Kleenex. Uh, right. It is you you will be cutting onions for a little bit because uh, the reaction that he describes his mom has for him is just like, like you understand, you know, that first phone call, you, you call a parent mm-hmm. uh, and they're overwhelmed or, and especially in his case, you know, where very easily he probably should have quit. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys would have quit. Um, and, and knowing that the support system was there uh, and then to, you know, find out from a family member, you know, that especially your mom, that, that probably never waned in her belief that you would make it to the big leagues. Um, and her reaction to it is just uh, like, like so many different parents, um, just super emotional and really cool. So like, I, I saw that today, I saw him get a hit and I was like, man, that's cool. Then I saw him hit the home run in the, in the eighth inning. I was like, Oh my God, yeah, like it's, it's high ser- game. It's, it's serendipity. Yeah. You know, like it's, that's, if that's, especially <laughs> if he doesn't have a long career, if he doesn't have yeah. a 10 year career, it's, it's less than a year. Man, like that guy, you cannot take it away from him. He's a big leaguer. He made it. It's awesome. He hit a homer in the big leagues. It's yeah. official. Like you're in. Yeah. You're in, dude. That's great. Had a double in the game as well. Jorge Lopez let up a couple of home runs uh, in the eighth inning, and he did not have a good reaction. Threw his glove down, just had a rough go of it. Luckily for him, they came back and they ended up uh, winning the game. They're trying to recapture some of that magic with him and bringing him um, to Baltimore. Why that bullpen 
um, is a little thin, didn't work out for him. But eventually, like we said, uh, they come back. D.L. Hall picked up the win in relief, did a nice job uh, in his inning um, of work. And so a lot of excitement going on in the American League uh, uh, East there and still not settled. But now because of the win today, uh, certainly looking like the Tampa Bay Rays are in um, the driver's seat. One more I want to run by you real quick because this really caught my attention uh, a couple of days ago. On Friday, Katie Wu had uh, relayed some of the uh, notes from John Moselak when he addressed the uh, media. Katie Wu writes for The Athletic and covering the St. Louis Cardinals. And the She's quote really was just good. weird, man. It was it was uh, regarding uh, Ali Marmol. Uh, this is John Moselak. I do support him. I know he'll be back next year. I think the job he does is good. I mean, it almost sounded like a caveman was talking. I mean, that's the way she she um, quoted him. And it, I was like, almost like, well, like it was weird. Obviously, this is something that you would think he would be behind the decision. But it, I know he'll be back next year. I think the job he does is good. And, you know, we were wondering whether or not that position would open up. It was a disaster of a season for the St. Louis Cardinals with a good team and some resources um, poured into it. And if you remember last year, two coaches left that staff, right? Which we always thought, well, is there something going on there? Another one just about we found out is leaving their staff and assistant hitting coach. Uh, I saw that as well. And I'm like, man, what is going on in St. Louis? But I was surprised to see um, that the Cardinals have made that decision before the season is over. But Ali Marmol uh, will be back and he gets the blessing of John Mozeliak to manage that team next year. Yeah, I mean, a very heartfelt blessing for for, for Ali. Uh, I've been around that clubhouse. I know the clubhouse. I know Ali. Um you know, it, it was not a good season, not a good season for the Cardinals. Uh, it does snap a streak of 15 consecutive winning seasons. I don't feel bad for the Cardinals whatsoever. Uh, just like I do not feel bad uh, for any organization that has gone through stretches of winning. Uh, and then they have a bad losing season. I do not feel bad at all. Um, but you're right. There's there's some weird tensions in that clubhouse. There have been. Uh, I I do know that they've played well at times. And mm-hmm. if you go in that clubhouse, you know, I think, I think part of the reason why they are not a good team this year is because of personnel. They did not pitch. Well, they did yeah. not play good defense. Uh, they, they made some really kind of poor decisions as far as, as far as their roster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's a poorly constructed team for this for 2023. So hopefully they get better. Hopefully Adam Wainwright gets a 200, uh, I, I do think it's also important to send some positive vibes. Charlie Manuel, not sure if you read about that. Um, yes. had a scare, has a health scare going on right now. Um, Charlie is is a beautiful human. Um, he is he has been around baseball. He's been a lifer. Um, he's he's truly enjoyable. He's spent a little bit of time with from his time uh, as a one of the most renowned hitting coaches at baseball um, to the lovable. <laughs> World Series champion manager with with the Philadelphia Phillies. So our th- our thoughts are with uh, Charlie Manuel too. Hopefully he recovers um, because that guy that, that's a beautiful human, beautiful yeah. beautiful human. Yep, everybody uh, is a fan. Uh, great guy, obviously with a ton of great success. It looked like things were getting a little bit better. Um, they talked about the first 24 hours being uh, pretty critical, and then we saw an update from the Phillies at one point that um, about 12 hours into that that everybody was encouraged about the signs and, and, and direction in which this thing um, was said. By the way, uh, it was Daniel uh, Nicolaisen was the assistant hitting coach, if I'm saying uh, his name right, that is leaving the Cardinals. How about this, Billy? We've seen guys leave for college. Uh, he is going to Ole Miss to be an assistant uh, coach on the softball team. Now, he's got a softball background and played in Europe and did some other things, but 
uh, kind of crazy to see. Uh, just always makes me wonder when we start to see I'm telling you the consent. college, college, college career path is a much better path. Just saw in uh, Colorado this weekend, neon Dion Sanders. Um, I mean, it, it's college, college coaching. And if you get one of those gigs, it's the better gig. It's a lot less, a lot less yeah. pressure, a lot less BS that you have to deal with, with the players, build a program the way you want it. Uh, there's some, there's some stability there. If you stick with one program, I mean, I, I'm telling sure. you, we're going to lose a lot of, we're going to lose a lot of good coaches to better yeah. college programs because they even pay more. Yeah, they do. I mean, obviously Dion's making huge money. We don't see that in baseball and he's doing a lot of other things there as well, but this one where, and he's got, I mentioned with him that he's got a, a pretty big softball background, had worked at Seton Hall and played in Europe, uh, men's fast pitch. But I mean, to the point now where, and it's an assistant hitting coach, those guys don't get paid well. They just don't. It's brutal. Um, and he'd rather go be an assistant uh, coach at Ole Miss for softball uh, than stay on with the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, it might, I, it might mean that the old Miss head coach down the road is, is going to be gone. So, or is going to retire at some point. Maybe Take over. Could be anyway, interesting news there uh, for sure. We're going to jump out of here right now. Uh, two weeks to go. Uh, I mentioned it before, but we'll be with you uh, every step of the way here on the podcast. And then of course on loud outs on MLB network radio, two to five Eastern time, Sirius XM channel 89. Make sure you catch Billy and I and Bradledge there uh, all week long, all throughout the rest of the regular season into the postseason, And of course uh, into the off season as well. It's going to be a fun one as always. Thank you for listening to the negative or positive vibe podcast. Have a great day.